Good day, good day, good day. This is uh, Father David with Coffee Conversations. And I'm Deacon Bob. Hope you're doing well today. So we're, we're back in the saddle, uh, back in the saddle again. I know we had a podcast come out last week, um, but that was actually recorded a little while before. It's been a, we've been on a little vacation here uh, for, for a couple weeks. So sorry for the weeks. Uh, you were missing out on the great uh, Coffee Conversations, but uh, we just wanted the excitement uh, to build, right? Mm-hmm. And you were in Colorado? Uh, I was, I was, um, for uh, about a week and a half with my family. Oh, that sounds good. Uh, uh, Colorado and Yellowstone, so that was, it was a really great blessing uh, to be there. So we'll talk a little bit more about that uh, a little later, but yeah, it was awesome. Very good. Um, but yeah, so we've been on a little vacation, right? Uh, what, what's been, you've been busy the past couple of weeks, right? The last couple of weeks have been really busy with just programs starting up again, Bible study, yeah, um, sacramental preparation. It's been good, though. It's been very good. And I'm just not technical enough to do this on my own with Father Eric, so yeah. <laughs> that's why we took a couple weeks off. Hey, it's all, it's all good. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes you need to, to realize uh, that things are a little much, and it's, it, and it's okay to take a break, you know. That, yes, we are on, on a mission here at the parish to do, uh, to do all good things, to proclaim the gospel, but sometimes that means you need to take, take a step back. So. Mm-hmm. But it's good. What's been the highlight these past couple of weeks? Anything? You know, we went to this workshop yesterday for deacons and lay ecclesial ministers, and the person who gave the talk was uh, Robert Wicks. Yeah. And he talked about just being present to the moment and not carrying everybody else's pain with you, which I thought was. I already knew these things, but he kind of re-emphasized some things that we needed to remember. Yeah, so. yeah, we had uh, the same uh, the same guy, um, Doctor uh, Robert Wicks, came out and talked with the priests too. So every other year, or every year, we have a, a convocation, so mm-hmm. it's like a annual priest uh, priest party, <laughs> uh, essentially, just a a meeting, uh, and we, the bishop is there, and they usually have someone talk. And uh, every other year, it's one day uh, event, and then every other year, every other year, it's a four day event. Oh wow! So we go up to Sandusky. So we missed out on the first one. Last year, with uh, the pandemic, we weren't able to have the first one, so yeah. So we didn't get, didn't get to hang out with all the friends. But. Oh, that's good. <laughs> How about next year? Yeah. And that's why I go to these things. Yeah. You know, you see all your friends. They usually have some good food. Hey. And the speaker this time was really, really good. Yeah. So that was helpful. Yeah, I think it was good. He really helped us to to see that you know we all have stuff, we all have baggage, you know, just the way that we. Um, have been going through the past you know year and a half. There's a lot of things that's just been going on. And there's a lot to process, and sometimes we don't process the things you know that are going on in our lives. And and essentially, the the two ways we need to process is through relationship and through prayer. Mm-hmm. Really keeping people close to us, uh, people we can be open with and vulnerable with um, about the things of our life, and you know ways they can can call out on us. You know things mm-hmm. that we need to uh, to grow and improve. Uh, just acknowledging that, that we might be dealing with some heavy things. Um, that's good, and then and obviously prayer. You know that we're taking you know things to God, of things we're struggling with, but the things that are going well too. So, yeah, it was uh, just it was affirming, affirming, uh, affirming day. I I really like the fact that most of us that were in the room probably been in ministry for a really long time, mm-hmm. and um, what we tried to share with our parents last night in the sacramental preparation meeting was. Although we've been doing this for sometimes 20, 30, 40 years, we still go to conferences to try to deepen our faith. Right. So parents in sacramental preparation, even though it's their third kid, 
hopefully each time we meet, they grow deeper and deeper in their faith. Right. Yeah, and you can't you can't give what you don't have. Mm-hmm. Right. And and even as priests, ministers, like we need to be filled ourselves, so that we can we can give as best we can. You know, to the people who are uh, entrusted uh, entrusted to us. So, yeah, it's good. One thing that's been cool with uh, with me that's been going on that uh, we started uh, last night with our middle school uh, PSR. We did uh, an alpha program, so we st- we're going to do it like a four evenings of alpha. So, if you had to explain alpha, how would you explain it in a sentence? It's dinner, a video, and conversation. Yeah, and it all tries to look at the main questions of life. You know, right. is there a God? What's my purpose in life? Uh, how do I know I'm loved, and how do I share God's love with others? Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's it's really conversation. Relationship mm-hmm. and conversation and Absolutely. questions is really the big thing. So we've done Alpha here at the parish for a number of years, borne a lot of fruit in a lot of people's lives. Mm-hmm. Just to be able to, to look at the faith in, in, a, in a new and different way. And, and we wanted that for some of our some of our PSR kids. So sometimes, you know, when, we, when kids come to us, we want to kind of cram their heads with information, you know, about the faith. And, um, you know, that works more or less, you know, sometimes. So it's kind of a different approach to maybe instead of starting with information to start with questions, you know, about, you know, who who really is Jesus? You know, why did it really matter that he died on the cross for us? You know, what really is faith? Um, so it'll be kind of cool to see what happens in the these evenings with the kids. And I think that that approach, the questioning approach draws um, a response out of the kids. Jeff mm-hmm. Cabins talks about our usual religious education programs just takes some sacraments and throws it up against the wall or takes yeah, some yeah. information, throws it up See against the wall. See if this works. Wall. He goes, yeah. but the wall really isn't even there. <laughs> so I really like the alpha model. I can't wait to hear how it went with the kids. Yeah. So, yeah. so to be continued, uh, stay tuned for all the latest and greatest uh, developments. With now, that, did you so. guys work at little tables? Did you work we in? Did. We did. <laughs> I think what I realized was how much uh, middle schoolers love snacks. Oh yeah. So they, <laughs> I think next time we're going to make a little adjustment. You know, have the have the snacks not on the tables and, and oh. on, on another, so they're not eating the snacks the entire time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you go through your snacks really fast. That right, way. right. So, but uh, you know, it was a learning experience for all of us. But mm-hmm. yeah, very cool. But yeah, but so I um, just to circle back a little bit. Uh, I was able to really blessed to go on a vacation, awesome vacation with my uh, my parents and my middle brother Dylan. Uh, out to Colorado in uh, Yellowstone. I'd been out to Colorado before, uh, but I had not been to Yellowstone, and it was just a really beautiful place, God's country, as they as they <laughs> as they call it. And Wyoming is huge; it's just a massive place. Have you ever been there? Is that the Big Sky? Yeah, Big Sky, Montana. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah I've never been out west. We've always gone south and east. Yeah, hey, so that's great. That's on the bucket list. Definitely Big Sky. Definitely Big Mountain. Definitely uh, Big Moose. We saw uh, saw, uh, moose twice, and that was pretty intense. They bigger bigger than like a draft horse, or Uh, about the same. Yeah, they're bigger than your car. Like like the nose of the moose probably is like at the top of your car, even if it's a taller car. They're probably seven and a half feet tall. Wow. Maybe, Um, and they can be super aggressive. uh, So you gotta like you gotta watch out and (laughs) stay in your car because they are they can be not friendly really quickly. Oh wow! But. Uh, but that was cool. But just of all the things um, that uh, my brother and I just driving around and seeing all these beautiful mountains, we had a little snow, even uh, in, wow. uh, in in September. Uh, not accumulation tons, but uh, up in the mountains there was some snow, which is really it just kind of makes the mountains just kind of pop out and and just look really beautiful. 
But one um, one instance that was kind of kind of struck me. I didn't expect it to be kind of a really kind of profound moment was going to Old Faithful at uh, Yellowstone. So there's a couple major things, and they all take like two hours to get to because there's only like a few roads. Yeah. Uh, but there's Old Faithful. There's the Grand Prismatic Springs, uh, which is like these springs that are have colors and because there's like bacteria and things in it uh, that make it you know kind of beautiful colors there's the Yellowstone uh, Falls um, and I think it was something else but but yeah so the the geyser you know that goes off every one one to two hours probably shoots off like probably 30 40 feet wow and you know it's a natural thing so it's not they don't know it's not a timed like you know it's going to go off now so they have predictions of when it's going to go off and and luckily, my brother and I got there like five minutes before it was expected. To oh, off. good! So we had like the most efficient, you know, uh, uh, route possible. But what I what I encountered was kind of something interesting. You know, there was probably so around Old Faithful, there was probably a thousand people all all spread out, kind of in a semicircle uh, around uh, around the um, around the geyser. And what struck me was that how quiet it was. Everyone's just standing there, really rather silent, kind of waiting for this geyser to go off. And you know, there's a little bit of steam coming up, and and the the, the eruption only happens for maybe a few minutes, uh, so you know, it's it's kind of a moment. So people are waiting, and and just how quiet it was. And then as it's getting closer and closer and closer, you know, I kind of expected, you know, when the when the geyser erupted, that you know there'll be a great applause and kind of you know um, just kind of activity, you know, and everything. But what happened was really interesting and struck me. Like it stayed silent the whole time uh, that the the geyser was going off, and it was kind of cool because you could really kind of take in the whole experience. Um, you could kind of really like sit with it and watch it, and uh, so you know, in the sense that sometimes when we when we when we applause and we kind of start celebrating something, it kind of takes us out of the moment a little bit, and uh, we kind of stop you know receiving um, what it was. But it was really kind of a sacred. It was kind of a sacred moment, if I could mm-hmm. call it that. You know, it was kind of a kind of this holy moment, even within within nature. Have you had any sacred um, times, moments, things like that? Yeah, I think one of the most profound ones, besides like being there when your kids are born, or you know when you're married or ordained, either a priest or a deacon. Yeah. Um, we had taken a trip to see Pope Francis. I think it was in 2015. I can't remember the exact year. Yeah. We went to Philadelphia. We nice. had an eight-year-old and a 94-year-old and everybody in between on this bus. And I was the trip director. It was a lot of fun. That's cool. So um, we got to the the route that the Pope was supposed to drive down in his motorcade, and it was a little park. And so you have to get there early in the morning to get a good spot. So we were up on this tiny little kind of um, concrete barrier thing. And it was great. We had a bathroom there. We had water there. It was just a great spot. And my friend was down right at the front row where those silver gates kind of are that they show like for in Times Square. Right. And there was a lady behind her and they spent all day together because they were all waiting. And Mm -hmm. the lady behind her said that she was an atheist. Mm -hmm. And my friend is a very devout Catholic. Sure. And so they struck up this friendship. Hmm. Um, and then you would hear like like the wave kind of a sound where it would go like kind of quiet, really loud, and back down quiet. And you could tell when the Pope was coming around the corner and he drove by really, really, really slowly. And there was just this electricity in the air. And 
as the Pope drove by, the atheist tapped my friend on the shoulder because she was standing behind my friend, and she said, did you feel that? Mm -hmm. And my friend just turned around and looked at her and said, that's God's love for you. Mm -hmm. It changed that lady's life in a heartbeat. Wow. Um, even in the midst of all this craziness, there was so much faith in that crowd that it changed her heart. It was really profound. Yeah. Just absolutely profound. Yeah, that's awesome. So. Yeah, it reminds me of the time when we went to see the Pope. I think we, we went to D.C., uh, not Philadelphia. I was in the seminary at the time, and we were able to go into the National Basilica. Oh, that's cool. And, uh, and everything, which was super cool. Um, but it reminds me of, you know, papal events are great, um, but they're you're usually standing for long periods of time. Oh, yeah. You're sitting for long <laughs> periods of time. You're without bathroom or food for long periods of time. <laughs> it's a, it is a, it is a, it is a sacrifice. <laughs> That's right. This little park we were at was perfect because there was enough room for people to move around. You could still get a good vantage point, maybe yeah. ten feet above everybody else. It was pretty cool. <laughs> That's awesome. And there was water and a bathroom. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. But yeah, yeah. I mean, so sacred things like there's all. There, it's it's kind of like two parts. There's like something about the thing itself. Mm -hmm. that that's sacred and holy and kind of uh, affects you in a certain like you know seeing a, a natural wonder of uh, nature it, it speaks to you like it, it you know it, it calls something out of you your attention uh, a holy person you know a saint um, a pope um, yeah it, it's, there's, there's something about the thing mm -hmm. that really kind of uh, wakes you up in a sense and kind of uh, speaks to you but then there's also it's not just the thing itself. I mean, it is, there's a certain openness to that thing, a certain faith that can that can see, you know, that importance, that significance, that sacredness uh, to that thing. Or it's a doorway too for God to touch the hearts of those people, like the the atheist right. that my friend was talking to. Obviously, the door to her heart was enough open where God could just mm -hmm. come right in. Yeah. And my guess is all oh, those people standing around the geyser, what were you like on a wooden No, it was just thing? um it's just like dirt? Yeah, it was just just, just dirt. I mean no, I, no, sorry, it was a concrete path. Okay. It was a concrete circle, semicircle, yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. My guess is some of those people were moved by the fact that they felt so small. Mm -hmm. And you know, compared to all this grandeur and yeah. the power of the geyser. Yeah. Um, is another one of those doorways that God can kinda of come through. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So and maybe just um, before we go forward too, uh, to just define like what you know, sacred, you know, holy, you know, like we, you know, we we use these terms about about things in the church, about things we encounter, like you know, what what exactly does it mean? Um, well, if something is sacred, um, the word um, uh, sacare in the Latin means something that is set apart. Mm -hmm. uh, so it, it's something that is that is set apart, and why? What does it mean to be to be set apart? There's something significant about it. You know, I think really at the end of the day, something that is sacred or something that is holy uh, points to the eternal. Uh, it points to God. Uh, it points to the heavens. Uh, it kind of lifts our minds and our hearts to not just dwell here, you know, but to, to think above. And uh, and we we make things sacred in the church. We we bless things. You know, we use holy water. Mm -hmm. you know, we we do the sign of the cross uh, over over objects and things and persons. And when, when we bless something, we're kind of claiming it for the kingdom. We're 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 um, blessing it. We're, we're we're consecrating it. We're making it in a sense. It, it, this is something that points to 
God. This is something that points to uh, the, the eternal. Mm-hmm. And we just blessed pets on October 4th for St. Francis Day. I guess it was October 3rd, really, right. was when we did the pet blessing. Um, and that was the prayer, is that by caring for your loyal companion that you would encounter God's love for you. Mm-hmm. You know, Or we bless stuffed animals for the little kids. And one mm-hmm. mom said, well, now they can't play with it because it's blessed. And it's like, no, absolutely not. As they hold on to that stuffed animal, mm-hmm. we want them to know that God loves them yeah. and holds on to them just as much as they're holding on to their stuffed animal. Yeah, it's a, re- it's a reminder. It's, mm-hmm. um, it's a, I don't know, an artifact, mm-hmm. you know, kind of, of, a, of another dimension, of another you know, way of being, you know, another plane of existence that we're we're called to too that's what heaven is you know Mm -hmm. another way of being beyond here so yeah it's just good to define that you know and maybe we can think of like what's what are things that are sacred uh in our lives where what are things that are holy you know the church kind of um proclaims things that are holy you know we have churches uh, we have all kinds of things uh that that help us to encounter uh the holy um and the mass certainly is the the holiest thing, you know, that we do, you know, the, the body and blood of Jesus uh, to celebrate. And it's good to think about, you know, maybe where is the, where is the, the sacred, you know, kind of in our lives every day, you know, mm-hmm. where is, where is the sacred kind of in our, in our secular culture, you know, if, you know, if that could be, if that could be said, you know, um, where, where would you think you'd find, you know, kind of the, a sense of the sacred, you know, out in the world? Uh, I know we went to Progressive Field for a uh, tour. Yeah. where the Indians play, or the soon-to-be Guardians. Right. Um, and they made this big deal, you cannot touch the grass. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, don't even step on it. We'll get you arrested. Mm-hmm. Um, or the Hall of Fame, where they have all these old statues of people's heads. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, the it, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. <laughs> um, you know, we, we looked to these people, but it, it kind of like is a circle it never goes past them mm-hmm. where yeah. i think shrines and holy things always point to god um like mm-hmm. statues you know the difference between a statue of saint francis and the bust of a football player saint mm-hmm. francis always is going to lead us to god where the football player just might lead us down to the field yeah um, yeah yeah and so there's kind of a difference between you know something that is um maybe naturally sacred um religiously sacred and then kind of like worldly uh sacred mm-hmm. in the sense like so uh, there's there's something about nature that it's just it's just naturally sacred it's it's created by god it's it's just natural it's, mm-hmm. it's just beautiful the way it is um there's religious you know kind of sacred mm-hmm. where um things aren't necessarily beautiful themselves but because god is at work in them in a particular way or we uh see god in a particular way you know that that it is that it is sacred uh, and then we got to have like you know the worldly the, the significant worldly things you mm-hmm. know baseball fields and, and all that, um, but but really what is truly sacred aren't things that just point to you know, to the world but things that point us to God. Mm-hmm. So, and yeah. then I th- yeah, um, it's almost like that doorway to God. You know that that they lead us to, mm-hmm. to God. And I think icons are like that too. Yeah, um, icons yeah. help draw us. Into God's presence. Yeah, we should do a we should do a podcast on that. Actually, icons. There's a lot a lot to be said about icons. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's those are on the eastern uh, side of the church. They really uh, they love icons, uh, which aren't just pictures, 
um, but really are like kind of right windows into mm-hmm. into God, and we can pray with these. Uh, we can pray with these images, um, insofar as they're connected to God and Jesus and uh, and what he what he's doing. So yeah, we should do a podcast on that. That'd be that'd be, that'd that'd be, be a fun be one. Pretty cool. Yeah. You know, Father Eric um, has some icons as well. Does he? Uh, so maybe we can bring him into that. Yeah, that sounds good. But um, yeah, and then kind of tying it back to you know the the experience. You know, I think there's a relationship between you know uh, the sacred or the holy and and silence and you kind of being calm you know in our in our bodies and our minds you know that we can encounter what is sacred if 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 we're quiet if we're if we're kind of open to what is open to what's happening I think that's why so it made that moment so significant you know for me as a person of faith you know kind of seeing something mm-hmm. in it but uh, you know that's why when we come to church you know it's 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 kind of a, a sacred place. It's kind of a quiet place that we can, you know, prepare our, our minds and our hearts uh, to to pray and to offer our lives um, uh, to God and, and all that. So I think it's, it's important that we, I think we kind of maintain that, you know, in our lives in different ways. And you just got to schedule it in, you know. Right. Whether it's two minutes or, I know for me it's going out for a walk. That's my quiet place. Mm-hmm. Um and it keeps popping up on my calendar. Time to walk and pray. Mm. Nine times out of ten, eight times out of ten, I'm better at doing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I just it keeps popping up, and I keep trying to do it. So scheduling it in, I think, is an important thing. Exactly. All right. So a little conversation about uh, about the sacred. So maybe we can look for the sacred, you know, and in, in our in our lives. What are the things that we we regard as as holy, you know, and how. How do they, um, and maybe ask ourselves, you know, does this, why do I think this thing is holy? Why do I think this thing is sacred? And, you know, what is it, and what does it point to? You know, what, what's, what's, why do I find it that way? Mm-hmm. And um, it'd be kind of interesting, kind of actually, kind of a, a sacred uh, um, scavenger hunt, you know, yeah. <laughs> throughout, for the, throughout this week. Or you go back to your favorite sacred place. For me, it's the Arboretum. You know, oh, yeah. it's just that, that quiet, peaceful kind of all by itself place yeah so for sure cool all right well good well let's um let's pray father son holy spirit amen amen good gracious god we praised you uh, for the gift of this day gift of uh of the sacred of these places in our lives uh these people these these things these objects these moments which you call us um to know you to call us uh, to know your goodness and your um your presence with us we ask you to nurture our lives and our hearts so that we uh, can see your presence working. Even in things that seem simple, uh, but we know you are at work. We ask you to bless us, keep us uh, safe today, and faithful on this journey of life uh, and discipleship, which you've called us. We ask this all in your name. Amen. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. All right, well, the buses are taken off. I guess Indeed. it's uh, done with school, so uh, another day we'll have to... Uh, I'll have to say goodbye. All right. We'll see you next week. Adios. God bless.